0: It was like normal for us to post nudes in this group. It was like that kind of vulnerability where like we all have shared secrets. so so I wanted to start drawing more, and I you know, I've always wanted to draw the human body and specifically like, you know, women's bodies. So I had asked for people to send me nudes so I could draw them. And I got like flooded.
1: Welcome to Shadow Work Podcast. I'm your host and my name is Matt. I started this podcast for two reasons. One, because I think we need a counter-narrative to the one being fed to us by society about what it's like to live as an artist. We're constantly told that artists live poor, lonely, miserable lives. And that narrative has kept me from pursuing my dreams for a huge chunk of my life which is why now I wanna do whatever I can to change that narrative. To give us back faith that what we're doing as artists is really just following our soul's true calling and that doing what makes us happy is not spoiled, but actually will allow us to bring inspiration and joy to other people. My second reason for doing this podcast is to create a community. A lot of us don't have a group of artists around us that we can reach out to for support and encouragement when we're struggling, or even just someone who can say, you know what, I've been there too, when we're in a rut or just blocked in any kind of way. So by having open and honest conversations with artists about what it's really like, about the ups and the downs, I hope to bring this sense of community to artists and creatives who really need to hear these conversations. I'll be asking the people I interview how they've overcome their blocks, how they've raised their self-worth, and how they manage to stay sane and productive in their creative lives. So if you know anyone who might benefit from hearing these conversations, please share it with them. And if you feel like it, give us a five-star review. It really helps other people find the podcast. I hope you enjoy this episode. Do you want to just introduce yourself to the people who don't know you already? Sure. I am, well... Okay. My name is
0: Teresa. Oh my gosh. So awkward. Uh, my name is Teresa. I go by Risa. Um, I am an illustrator and creative entrepreneur, I guess. It's a little weird to say creative entrepreneur, but I think that's maybe the most descriptive term for what I do. I, my illustration work centers around like body neutrality, body positivity, emotional honesty and maybe like the soft revolution if that's a phrase yeah (laughs) what is that that's i don't know that's my new phrase that's Um, cool (laughs) thank you so so yeah in terms of illustration i'm kind of in that realm of just like rebellious vulnerability maybe yeah yeah um and then with other projects i i stay in the creative space too so i run an art studio space in mid-city los angeles and um i co-own like a maker market co-op um model retail store for local artists and makers to sell and you know like have a community and we kind of are stronger together as independent um, makers and small business owners.
1: Yes, that is so cool. I mean, amazing, really cool. And um, how long have you been working in that in that field? Well, I've been I've been drawing my whole
0: life, and I've been working in design um, and like as a freelance creative for a while. But I started the studio in twenty fifteen, the end of twenty fifteen, and it's been a Bumpy,
1: it's been a bumpy road. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> love bumpy roads.
0: <laughs> I really wouldn't have done it if I had known what, what was gonna, how much work it was gonna be. But my naivete, I'm, I'm very grateful for that. But so yeah, so I've been running the studio for about five years now. And the store, uh, we've had it open for a year and a half. And yeah, so I used to work as like more of a designer um, I was freelancing for a couple of mostly like nonprofits, some like media companies. And before that, I was full time as a graphic designer in a nonprofit. And I kind of just shifted into full illustration work um, probably last year, which yeah. is where I've always wanted to be. So I'm very happy that I've been able to do that.
1: Yeah, that's so cool. I mean, I, I kinda of did the same. I, I did graphic design for a long time, not knowing that I really wanted to be an illustrator. It was like something I discovered along the way and then I was faking it a lot until I finally made
0: it. <laughs> I think that's how you do it with like any any creative thing, right? Unless you have formal training. Maybe even yeah. if you have formal training. You just have to go in and be confident. Did you
1: design i i actually i have such a weird path because i studied art history for and like i took a i have a master's degree in art history and media wow and uh, yeah and i never used it like ever (laughs) so that's weird and and then i studied graphic design after that so i don't have like any education in, in like drawing or arts or anything like that really well but you have
0: like i mean i think if you're saying you never used your degree it sounds like you kind of did just not exactly in the the way that maybe you
1: expected yeah but it's so interesting because i feel like when i was studying art history it just i was so blocked i mean i wanted to be an artist and when i first got there they told us, like all the new kids that was just starting out, they were like, everybody in here that really wants to be an artist you should just get up right now and get out of here. It's not for Got you. <laughs> and I was there. I was like, fuck, that's me. But I, And I just kept at it for six years. <laughs> so.
0: I don't know. It's funny. I went to art school for a semester and it killed my desire to make art for years. Mm-hmm. I'm so grateful that I didn't stay because... It was, I don't know, it just like took all of the inspiration out of it. And like, just only focusing on that was like, it took all of the joy and all, also like, I feel like I've always made art as a way to process things. And when mm-hmm. I had to do it like for schoolwork, it was just not the business. Yeah. So I don't know. I, th- I feel, I often feel like the people who don't, actually have the formal training are the ones who have the most honest perspective on what they're creating
1: you know yeah yeah i don't know it's it's really hard to tell also because looking at a lot of people i don't really know like what their background is you know so yeah but i do wonder if if schooling is good or bad sometimes i mean when i look at at my peers, I am kind of like, you know, behind in that way because it took me so many years to figure out, like, that this is really what I want to do. So I've been doing so much other shit, but I feel like I picked up skills along the way too, you know. I mean, in everything I've been doing. Yeah. 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 Maybe, maybe except like, university. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, you have skills everywhere except for at school. But I think it shows in your work, like, your typography is really strong and, like, you know. I feel like there's a I feel like you understand the idea of branding and have branded yourself and your work in a very right. specific way and I think that makes it very
1: strong. You know? Thank you. Yeah, but and and you're the same I think very much with your Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so how did you like start to develop that and think about doing it the way that you do?
0: That's a really good question. I feel like the answer is really lame (laughs) ask me this question and I'm like I have to tell you the honest truth but it's really lame like I've always done a lot of I've always wanted to draw like bodies right like I've always I don't know that's always been my fixation like Mm -hmm. since I was a kid my mom's going through the basement at her house right now and like sending me all these old journals and it's just like even when I was 10 I was like drawing boobies you know like I was (laughs) that was always what I wanted to draw but it took me a really long time to find my style. Like when I was a kid, I drew constantly and I would like make up these imaginary worlds. And I think that was sort of my escape from anything that was going on around me that was hard for me to process. And it was very much like, I feel like I went through all these different phases and at the end of it, like, I've put all of those interests together. So when I was younger, like I would, yeah, I would draw these like imaginary worlds and I would do everything from like character design, I would call it now. So I would do like character design. I would like design a whole like village where they live, what they ate, all of it. I would draw it out and just be like stuck in my head for hours. Yeah, I mean, I think that's how a lot of people kind of start honing their skills. It's just wanting to express their imagination. And then in high school, I had a really amazing art teacher who, um, taught us color theory and like, we all worked in oil. So we learned how to like paint light. And I got really into like hyper-realistic oil paintings that took months. So not my, I have no patience now. So it's so not my aesthetic. I went to college thinking that I was like going to be a painter in that way. And I went... Arts, which is like uh, an avant-garde contemporary school where everyone does performance and like found object art and they literally the professors were like painting is dead nobody paints like took it all out of me um and then yeah like I stopped drawing for a couple of years and I only started drawing again like really I always was trying to like force myself to get back into it but the last part of that was Yeah. So the last, the last part of that puzzle is I was in this Facebook group. (laughs) This is where it gets, this is where it gets kind of lame for me. Like part of it is really sort of lovely. And then you'll see why I said it was, it was kind of lame, but I was in this Facebook group and I was like trying to motivate myself to draw because I really missed making art that felt like personal to me. And so I asked, it was a very, specific facebook group it was like honestly kind of like an internet sorority there's a lot of hazing it wasn't good but there was like this forced sense of trust um you know which i I ended up getting a lot out of that but it wasn't really a, a positive environment at the end of the day it was like normal for us to post nudes in this group it was like that kind of vulnerability where like we all have shared secrets so so i wanted to start drawing more and i you know i've always wanted to draw the human body and specifically like you know women's bodies so i had asked for people to send me nudes so i could draw them and i got like flooded like so many and i started drawing again that way just because it was really just like a beautiful experience for me like I was still sort of struggling with, I'm still struggling with this, but especially at that time, I was really struggling with like my self image and, you know, uh, like eating and exercise issues. Like I definitely had, you know, a little bit of an eating disorder and like exercise obsessively and was very concerned with how my body looked. (laughs) Yeah. So I was always very, very afraid of like, showing people in a way that might like trigger their insecurities or make them feel, I was just afraid of showing people as they were because I wasn't comfortable as I was, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I would just pick apart everything about myself. And like, so it was really, I was, I was drawing like what I thought were ideal. Mm -hmm. So whenever this happened, I got inundated with like, All of these submissions from every type of body you could imagine, you know, like, like fat women, thin women, like, you know, women with stretch marks, the whole thing, like nursing boobies, all of it. And I was so like intimidated by it (laughs) in -hmm. the beginning because I was like, oh, like they're going to want me to draw them in a way that makes them look beautiful to my standard, whatever, whatever. But um i got all these messages with the, the images being like you know especially one woman who's my my good friend now she wanted me to specifically like draw her from behind with like her back rolls and everything and she was very like i really want you to lean in and draw everything and you know yeah like, um and yeah like that changed my whole perspective and started that started honestly like a shift in me and how I wanted to the type of work I wanted to create because I realized like in doing that I was redrawing my own perspective on yeah
1: that's that's amazing actually I mean yeah I feel
0: very like blessed that i got Mm -hmm. yeah and it was really big like it really it really shook a lot of things loose inside of me and then that was kind of my introduction to like the world that i feel like i'm a part of on the internet now which is very just like positive and uplifting and yeah like vulnerable and very authentic i guess like presenting (laughs) ourselves as we are um But the lame part of how I found my style is I, I, you know, found my content first. And I was like, okay, like this is really the thing that has been the, the biggest ongoing struggle for me. Like this is the thing that has me passionate about making my own work again. And I started, you know, because I had sort of started this project on the Internet, inevitably like I ended up putting it out there on the internet with everyone's consent. And that's kind of why I started my Instagram. Yeah, I just, the lame part of how I found my style is that I've noticed over time that like more colorful images grab people's attention more. So mm. <laughs> straight up, like I know that pe- more people will see my work if it's colorful, if it's bright, if it catches your attention. And you know, like for me, yeah what's the point of creating in a void you know like i want it to be a conversation i want it to be sort of like a continuation of that initial experience so so yeah so the community aspect is a big part of it so if people are responding more to color then i'm going to put more color in there yeah and
1: <laughs> yeah, um, but you know i think that's one of the things that we're not really allowed to say maybe especially right. as women that we want to be seen i mean very good point and it's something that I've, I've i have to sort of talk myself into like because i used to work with clients a lot and i would advise clients of how to like gorilla market their whatever product mm-hmm. and i would never do the same for my own things like if i had an exhibition and then I, and I started like turning it around and thinking, like, okay, so how, how bright can I shine? Like how much can I, can I turn it up? Yeah. Instead of just like being in the fucking dark. I'm like, I want my stuff to be seen. And that's why I started, you know, then I started doing street art and stickers and now I'm doing paste stubs and stuff, yeah. which isn't, it's not a, lot, not, not a lot of girls do that and women. And I think it is because sure. we're like conditioned to be small. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a very good point. I think it's, I think that's something that I've also like struggled with a lot as an artist, like even just calling myself an artist and owning like what I do. Cause like, I just feel, I think it's part, I think it's definitely a lot to do with that. Like that as women we're conditioned not to want to take up space, but I also think it's just like, and it might be, it might be in relation to like you know, being a woman in the art world specifically, but I think as, like, air quotes artists, we're supposed to want to create work only for ourselves and do it in kind of, like, a bubble, you know, where, like, it's not, like, you're a sellout if you want to be successful as an artist, you know? Or if you care about the outcome or who sees it or whatever, like, you're not making true... Mm.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think there's so many different like shadow parts in that. Like, you can't be a hobby artist. You have to be serious. You have to be in a gallery. You have to like do a lot of stuff. And I think, like, really, you just have to do sort of what the universe is asking you to do. Like, for me, it's clear that you kind of get tapped. You're like, okay, this is your job right now. You have to do this. Like, you have to do these images of bodies, right? and and, and
0: that way of putting it
1: yeah it's because it happened to me too like the the graphic novel I'm doing now is like I really don't want to do this I don't want to like put myself out then in that way and be so yeah. fucking honest about stuff but I feel like I don't have a choice really
0: <laughs> no I really feel that I I and I think it's just I don't know why it's so uncomfortable to like own the importance of what what we do as artists. Uh, But I think that like the way I really think about it, which I'm uh, kind of afraid to say out loud, is that like, I don't think that my work necessarily like, well, I don't think it's about me, first of all. Mm -hmm. Second of all, like I I kind of think if anything, I'm more of like a conduit. Do you know what I mean by that? Where like- of course. I don't think, and I don't wanna create in uh, an echo chamber I wanna be like in a community and channel those conversations through whatever my skill set is, you know? Like how you said, like I I really feel like I was called to do the specific work I'm doing. And like I think that's a really big experience when you don't wanna do the thing mm-hmm. <laughs> existing it and you're like there's outside forces pulling you to do it, like that's probably really the work you need to be doing
1: yeah and and it's so it is it is really scary to say and i i'm i'm still like reluctant to say it but i do like i want to let that flow through me because i feel that it's that is the realness and that is kind of my soul's desire and the the desire of the universe that i put this work out there right now and yeah i'm i'm the only one that can do it because i mean a lot of people could tell my story but i'm the only one that can tell it like the way that i tell it right so yeah mm-hmm. yeah and <laughs> i don't know why it's so hard to like own that but what the fuck? but that's why we're here i mean that that's why i'm making this whole podcast is because i hate i hate making it <laughs> i'm like i'm freaking out every time no i mean i love it but every time before i have to call somebody i am like flipping out you know um yeah. i'm just nervous and And but I really I just ask the universe, like, please, like, let me do the thing that I'm here to do. And I think because I need to hear these conversations, I think a lot of people need to hear them. So, yeah, it's another thing I feel like I got pegged to do is like do this because we all need to hear that all these thoughts we have, they're okay you know, and we're okay Yeah, I think you're so right.
0: And I'm, I'm glad you're doing it. And like I told you before, when we weren't recording, <laughs> uh, like the idea of being on a podcast makes me uncomfortable, but I'm glad that you asked me and that I have to face the things that I'm uncomfortable with. Like, I think, I think there's a lot, as we've been saying, that we don't know how to like talk about or acknowledge or look at. And it's like, a, it's just a, a complicated cluster of like, insecurities and hangups that, that come with being a person who does work that you're creatively passionate about.
1: Yeah. And what, what have you like actively done to sort of, to bring yourself more courage and to, to sort of, uh, overcome those blocks that you've had along the way to sort of be honest and stand in your worth and all of that, if you can talk about that. I'm still
0: working on that, but I really think like, that's why I think, you know, you doing this podcast is important, is really just like watching other people. And I, you know, like I, there's there's things I have to remind myself of all the time. And when I see other people whose work touches me or like I believe in their message or I'm just enthralled by their style or whatever it is, like someone that inspires me, when I see them owning what they do and you know, leading with it powerfully, like that gives me an example, you know, that I can do that and it's not gonna I
1: totally get it. I I do the same. It's just yeah, I don't know. I had a lot of shit I need to break through. So for me, I like I meditated a lot on that, you know, and trying to figure out like I had these guided meditations and a guy kept asking me like Uh, what is your soul one and what do you really who are you and stuff and i was like i'm an artist you know. (laughs) and uh, (laughs) i feel like i need that yeah it really i mean it really helped for me to be like okay this is actually my soul's desire i have to go this way now you know i'm also pushing 40 so it's like if if i don't do it now if i'm gonna be scared forever like come on i have to just jump yeah yeah Absolutely. yeah but i mean it, it is like a constant thing i think but i i've i found myself like recently being a little bit addicted to to being vulnerable and doing the scary stuff it's like i don't want to post anything if i'm if i don't like if i'm not like nervous before because then i don't get that endorphin kick after yeah. so.
0: well I, <laughs> I think that's another part of it is like i think i'm afraid that well first of all I want to say that I like phrasing it the way that you phrased it, that it's you're thinking about what your soul desire is. Mm -hmm. Like, what do I want? Like there's something powerful about that switch and like responsibility. But, uh, but yeah, I think to your point about social and being very vulnerable all the time, I do wonder about that a lot and if it's if it's like actually helping me grow as a creative or if I'm like addicted to the rush Mm. of like burying my my soul and then having people like like feeling like okay this time nobody's gonna have my back like they're gonna like nobody's gonna get it this time you know yeah yeah and then people always you know understand or can commiserate like i don't know if it's like if that's part of the desire to keep creating and if it mm. is that's okay i think it's okay but maybe it's not okay
1: <laughs> i think it i think it is okay i mean because i really think that our whole society and the structures that we live in and stuff has has told us so many lies, I mean, and I think it's the time right now to sort of start to break that all down, and I feel like every time you you step out there and you say something embarrassing or vulnerable or something that doesn't make you look like a hundred percent the perfect person, then everybody else goes me too right and that's just the world I want to live in where we don't all have to like run around and be fake all the time. I'm fucking sick and tired of it,
0: yeah yeah you're very right
1: (laughs) (laughs) i think that i think that like that's
0: at the core of why i talk the way i do on social is just like because i have spent so much of my life like trying literally trying to be perfect like (coughs) and it's just not it's it never made me happy it's not sustainable it made me fucking sad and just feel worthless and like I could never measure up because I saw all of these like flaws you know or like I thought my feelings were too much you know my body wasn't right like you know all of these doubts that I'm having make me like crazy la 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 so so yeah just to be able to like express them and maybe fuck up openly and like not make it that serious is amazing And I love like, that's, that's what I love to surround myself with as well, you know, as people who really just can show up as themselves and like, are okay to make mistakes and look stupid. (laughs) I think, yeah, it's being okay, looking stupid or like just silly, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, doing stuff, anyways and like even if nobody like like give you gives you likes or comments or whatever just just keep doing it you know like because you can't you can't anyways really like do things because you you want validation from other people I mean you can but it's very exhausting in in the long run
0: and I feel like it's just it's it's really important to be ready to like yeah. Be ready to look silly and lame and like dorky because you're passionate about something and you might not actually, you know, you might not be good at it when you first start. It might not come out polished. It might, might shake or whatever it is. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> they'll have to be ready to do that thing just because you're passionate about it and you care about it, you know? Yeah.
1: yeah and I, I am a firm believer in doing it before you're ready. Just like, yeah. because I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't, then you're just never going to do anything. I'm doing this podcast completely before I'm ready. So
0: (laughs) but that's how you learn. Exactly. I think some, some people are not like that. Like some people will be like, okay, I'm starting a podcast. So let me research the best mics. Let me get all my equipment. Let me get a studio. I think you just start and you learn as you go. Right. Definitely. the best way to do it and actually be good at something and the fun way too i guess because then you just do you do you feel because i feel the same way that like i question being addicted to like that that um dynamic on like social and social media spaces i feel like that in my life too like even with the studio i was like yeah i'm gonna do this totally let's do it and then i put myself in so deep that i had to figure it out there was no other way out yeah like that's kind of what i, I mean do.
1: it's interesting i think it's also kind of about working the trust muscle in a way because when i before i used I i was so scared like about mostly about like the financial side of everything and because my my dad was kind of an artist but but he didn't work as an artist, but, and then he was like a drunk and he, he died in a most fucked up way. And every, so I just saw him and I was like, okay, I'm not, I'm not doing that. That's crazy. I'm going to die. Um, yeah. So I was like,
0: like creative soul and you wanted to make art, but you were like, we got to be responsible.
1: Yeah, exactly. I was terrified because he would like pick bottles on the street for like food and stuff. So I was like, I'm not doing that. I need like financial stability, all of it.
0: Need that 401k
1: yeah yeah i mean i just i was like terrified of ending up like him so like slowly slowly like stepping out like will it hold will it hold you know i i didn't trust the universe very much and i think the more i trust and the more the more fun and kind of a game it becomes like oh maybe i should do this right now i'm in italy for two months i, I didn't make a dime and i'm just like i just don't care that's
0: amazing I totally, yes, I agree with you. I feel like I just, I, I, I'm like blessed enough to know now that knock on wood, I'm afraid to even say it out loud, but like, I know that I, I look at money as a means to an end now. I know that it will come at some point, a job will come. It always does. It always comes. It never hasn't come. And the more that you know, you work in the field that you work in, the more connections you have, the more, you know, as long as you, you know, every time that you work with someone, do you rest, you know?
1: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> the more
0: that you, the more jobs that you have, the less likely it is like that you won't get another job. Right. So I think it's a little bit of like testing the waters. And I think it's, it's probably smart to like, not dive in a hundred percent because you don't want to get discouraged and think that, you know, it's not going to happen for you, especially just, I have noticed that when I have that mentality that you're talking about, where it's a game and my life and career are fun, that like, there's a lot more abundance in my life, you know? Yeah, it's interesting. And when I'm afraid and I don't know like where my next paycheck is going to come from, then it just feels like I'm forcing everything and that I'm not receiving what I want to be receiving
1: you know yeah yeah I have the same experience but I don't know why it's like that I mean well I think it's I mean I think it's like as simple as
0: everything is made up of energy like fundamentally right so you you get out what you put in yeah right. it's just
1: it's just not the way I thought it worked <laughs> no <laughs> For so I, many years but I, I think you're right
0: Very hard all the time and then maybe I get a cookie yeah exactly
1: (laughs) it's like the less you do the more you get I guess
0: (laughs) that's kind honestly that's kind of how I feel but but I also acknowledge that like that's a very privileged perspective and I have a lot of safety nets that a lot of people don't have Yeah. yeah and and also like things have lined themselves up for me in my life
1: I put in the hours I can see that you did too. And I did that thing when I had a full-time job and I would come home at night and sit and draw and draw all, all the weekend. And, you know, yeah. and I still do that. I just feel like the more I allow myself to also take breaks and have fun and go have a life and and, yeah. you know, then the better my work gets kind of.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's another thing that we're, maybe afraid to look at as creatives is that like my experience has been the longer that I've worked in various fields, like, you know, design, illustration, like creative direction, whatever I'm doing, the easier it is to know what I need to do for any given project. And yeah. the it's for me to execute it. And that's something that I feel like guilty about, but <laughs> I think you're right that we need to remember that like, we have been putting in the hours our entire lives. Like, yeah. I think you're an artist. You've been working on it your whole life, you know, like you've been consuming art. You've been, you know, inspired by things like even if you haven't painted or drawn or, you know, whatever your art form is, you've always had that desire. And you've been incubating it. In my case, I've definitely put in my ten thousand hours. Like I was a weird kid; I would just sit at home anytime I wasn't at school and draw. You know,
1: like <laughs> yeah, me too.
0: On the floor, giving myself scoliosis, and then when I was starting my businesses, like I was working almost full time, starting my business, and still, you know, making sure I made time to make art so like now that it's easier um and I don't have to spend as much time as I do on every project that's something that I have to remind myself is yeah just because it's easy now (laughs) doesn't (laughs) that you're not doing a good job or that you don't deserve this you know
1: yeah definitely yeah I think it's it's true it kind of you it has to hurt in order for you to feel like you've done enough I mean I struggle a lot with this with this whole kind of if I didn't create something or if I wasn't productive one day then I feel like I'm not worth anything yeah and I really have to talk myself into like okay now you're gonna take a break go for a walk go swimming go have a have an ice cream or whatever
0: yeah
1: and it's I think it's so fucking important that we do that because most of the time I get my best ideas when I'm just like doing yes. something else
0: <laughs> that's really true I'm a big believer in that like yeah I have a, I struggle with that too it's really hard for me to take full breaks because I'm always like in the back of my mind oh I should be doing this or like you know I really believe in the importance of like doing things as leisure activities that inspire you like because now most of my job is like I just get to draw naked people and plants and people paint <laughs> me. So I'm like, what else could you want in this world, Teresa? Cause I'm blessed with this like thing that I didn't think was, was a possibility. So if I go to an art show or something, I'm like, in my mind, like that's work. I don't get as much out of it if I approach it as work. You know, I'm not getting inspired. I'm not letting that like the unconscious part of my mind take things in. When I'm focused on, I don't know what, what inspiration can I get from this, for this project I'm working on your mind to process and actually be creative. You need to turn off the narrative part of your mind, you know, and experience with your unconscious symbolic lizard brain.
1: And it's, I mean, for me, it's been hard to turn that off and and to just like, I work like three or four hours a day now, you know, that's. Yeah, that's all I can do is like, then I'm like, I can't, I can't actually physically do any more than that. So I would, I would draw more, but my arm is like, nope, you're not going to do that. No, it's just because now I'm working on the graphic novel, like intensely. And so I'm just drawing on the iPad and it's just, it's, right. it's shit. So. Oh yeah. I feel you. Yeah, when I'm in my studio, I do clay, I mean, ceramics and, you know, then I do big paintings and I do murals and then sometimes I sit at the iPad, but three, four hours a day is, that's a max for me. And it's so boring too, that little screen. I like, I long for like brushes and paint, (laughs) you know.
0: So much.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I saw you posting something about drawing on paper the other day. It's like, oh, it's luxury. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) No,
0: I don't. I like, I'm like, I want to get back into it because Mm -hmm. I started working digitally in the past, like maybe three years. I just, I love the like immediacy of it because I'm very impatient when I have like, and I don't ever know what, like what my idea is going in. You know, I just, like, have a feeling that I need to work out. I don't know. For me, just, like, I don't even have a big iPad. I have, like, a small one, right? Like, I have the Pro, but it's, like, the smallest one because I always have it with me, so I can always just, like, bust it out and work wherever I am, and I love the immediacy of that, and, like, I don't – I've done a couple paintings in the past, and it's just – I find it so tedious now. I don't know. Like it's so much work and it's so slow and I have to like plan out my vision ahead of time. You know?
1: Yeah. Um, maybe you should, I mean, I had this problem because I had to do like a big, uh, painting like, uh, yeah, it was big and, um, and I had the same, like I was walking around. I was like, fuck, I don't want to do it. It's going to take a long time. I am gonna have to make a sketch with a pencil. Fuck this. Exactly. And then in the end, I just took a brush and some paint and I just painted whatever the fuck I wanted, like fast. Yeah. And, and I told myself, just have fun. Mm-hmm. the only thing you have to do right now is have fun. It cannot be tedious. You know, I mean, I think it's
0: get back into that mind state, but I think it's just like now that I work digitally and I'm spoiled by my iPad because I can just tap on the left side of the screen and it goes back and I can, you know, like I can work on yeah. it. Like, and, but it's still, to me, it's way closer to paper than like, whenever, like I used to draw, I used to try and draw in illustrator, like with a Wacom tablet, which is, I guess what people do, but it's, that's not the, that's not the vibe. That's not the mood. That's not the
1: flow. Yeah. Um, I can't do it either. It's like, no. Well,
0: am I might <laughs> ahead of me and my hand is like, it's not, it's not, it's not the business.
1: Exactly. It doesn't really align like I don't know what's what's happening with it. I got so frustrated. I was just like, no, I can't do this. It's not, it's not this is not drawing, <laughs> I felt. But the
0: iPad works for me. Getting into like the studio and painting, which is such a like boho artist dream vibe, which is what you think like being a working artist is. <laughs> um <laughs> was never that was never like how I drew growing up. Like I was always at some type of thing with, I grew up with a single mom and I was just like schlepped to things. And I would just like take like a ballpoint pen and draw on the back of an envelope. For me, the fact that I have this wonderful, wonderful tool that I can just bring with me anywhere. And whenever I'm like struck by inspiration, I can use it is amazing. And it feels the way my creative process works versus like being like okay i'm gonna go to the studio and i'm gonna work now you know
1: definitely i mean i think it 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 has done a lot of good stuff and it and it is really nice i mean for me just being able to travel and not have to bring like an a3 scanner and everything is like is did you, better
0: did you used to bring a scanner with you
1: i mean i didn't but i would have to just not travel then <laughs> just, i can't leave yeah What about um, your routines? Like, do you have a daily routine that you, that you sort of, I
0: don't know. I'm, I'm curious to know, hold on. There's, there's, it is really a loud day. I swear I I was like, it's usually so much quieter in the studio than at home. And now there's like ambulances, drag racing. I heard someone scream a couple of minutes ago. Yeah. I, I don't, really have a routine. I'm interested to know if you have a routine. This is something I really wonder about other creatives. I, I have like little pockets of routine, but, um, I don't always know, like, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to be doing on a given day, but it's important for me to make a schedule at the beginning of the week and have sort of my week mapped out because, you know, it's, it's, there's like things that I do regularly, but it always falls on a different day. So like some days I'll have to be at the store and that's always a variable schedule. Some days I'll have to like ship orders. Sometimes I have freelance clients. Sometimes I don't, you know, sometimes there's maintenance at the studio, things like that. So like everything in my life is variable. Um, And definitely on Sunday night or Monday morning I make a schedule like a detailed one in my planner like I have my planner with me I try to leave one day in my week where I don't have any plans like at all but other than that I try and like have something that I'm doing every day and if I don't have a work thing I'll make plans with a friend because I'm not productive if I don't have some variation in my day and then like I have a morning routine though so if I have time and I'm not going to the store early or I don't have a meeting or anything like that like I love to get up and take my dogs on a long walk make myself breakfast make coffee listen to the radio like before I crack open my computer or you know even figure out what to do that day like that's important to me is to take my time preparing and like being awake you know
1: Mm -hmm. yeah definitely i love long mornings and just like being really slow about everything is like my favorite thing
0: (laughs) my favorite thing is when i have something to do at like noon that's
1: yeah i think one o'clock for me is like that good time
0: And I take it back. One o'clock is a better, better. (laughs) but, but yeah, I don't really have, I have, I guess I have a morning and a night routine and I'm trying to, which kind of harkens back to what you were saying about like being nice to yourself and taking breaks. I'm trying to like plan my days out so that I have some time in the middle of the day, no matter what I'm doing to stop and eat a full meal and you know, not think about all the shit that's on my to do list. And that's, yeah. So I guess I have small routines, but they get peppered in to a larger schedule of everything is variable and usually a little chaotic.
1: Yeah. And of course, because you're doing so many different things. And I guess that's also a part of when we do what we do when we have client work and personal work and a shop and a studio and like orders to pack and oh you know it is a lot right And you have to do your social media and accounting probably too and so yeah it is it is like a one-man army like damn
0: yeah it's a lot i have i do have help i have um a wonderful woman who works with me for my online store, which is amazing, because I, cool. I am not organized with certain things, and it's impossible for me to be organized with those things, and that's just a reality that I have accepted. I cannot do inventory. I will make a mistake. I do make a mistake every time, so I'm not allowed on inventory. Like I'm not focused enough to. Knock out like a lot of orders at once. So if I have, like, I'll do a couple whenever I come in to the studio, but she handles most of that, which is amazing because I couldn't, I would like not promote my store because I was afraid that I was gonna make a mistake fulfilling orders. So she's really, she's really a big, big, she's changed my life yeah
1: and that's like another thing it's so good when you get to that point where you can hire somebody to do the thing so you can focus on what you're really good at and what why you're here you know and your special thing that you have to bring to the world right i mean and i mean i think uh, that for me anyways it's been about allowing myself to do that too to have like an assistant whenever I go for like an art fair or something. To have somebody because it's hard for me to stand there a whole day.
0: Oh my gosh! I am sorry. I really hate it. <laughs> uh,
1: me me too. I mean, I really do. I was talking to Matt Crape and he was just like, yeah, I just get a, like a lot of beer and I just hang out and have a good. I'm like, oh yeah, you can just. That's I guess not- you can do it like that. That's not how I do it. <laughs>
0: No, I'm too anxious for that.
1: Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm I'm not like super into like a lot of people around me and all of that, you know, introvert and <laughs> sensitive. I'm super fucking sensitive. Yes, so
0: yes, same. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, ti- I'm tired. Like, cause I want to, I want to like interact with every person that I'm interacting with. Like, you know, a hundred percent. Exactly.
1: It's yeah. Costing for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it just is. And you know, you sit and like look at everybody, make eye contact, smile, have talk, and then it's just like, uh, uh, I'm supposed to be drawing. You know? <laughs> like, do you want me
0: to talk to you? Do you not want me to talk to you? Am I annoying you with my
1: friendship right now? Oh, like, I love it. <laughs> do I have a resting bitch face? Like, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, It's it's a lot. So, like, just this year i hired an assistant to be me in those situations and and it was just like such a blessing i felt luxurious at home like in my comfy pants like (laughs) (laughs) gold, amazing but that's just like treating yourself kind too and being like no you know what i have more important things to do not to be like a snob or anything but just
0: yeah no i don't think it's snobby i think it's about like exactly what you said, knowing what your skills are and leaning into those. And when you can manage it,
1: outsourcing the things that you're not good at. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And that's, I think that's pretty, pretty fucking cool to be like a business owner hiring people. I don't know. For me, it's like, what is this happening? (laughs) Boss vibes for sure. (laughs) Yeah. I like it. I really do. (laughs) Honestly, like,
0: it's really, I love it. And I also like, I love the person that I work with because like, I kind of need, I kind of need babying in some areas of my life, you know? Yeah. She does that. She'll be like, no, Tracy, you can't do it like that. And I really, I really need that. Yeah. So I'm really happy to like, not have an assistant per se, but to have someone who can tell me how to do the things that I'm inherently not good at,
1: you know? Yeah, I mean, why shouldn't you have that person? That's perfect.
0: So tell me about your routine.
1: So I get up at six, but that's just because I get to bed at 10 because there's nothing to do here, like literally nothing to do. (laughs) So I just wake, wake up with the sun and then I do two pages in the morning. Then I go for like my three, four hour walk and then I come back and do one page more or one and a half if I have it in me. So that sounds
0: pretty lovely.
1: It is. It's all. It is lovely. It's also. It's driving me insane. But it's yeah. It's <laughs> it's fine. I just like I actually booked a hotel. So Monday I'm going to treat myself to a trip on a hotel, and the hotel has like a spa and everything. So I'm like,
0: yeah. I'm doing
1: it. Yeah, I need that.
0: <laughs> Do you know anyone where you're staying, or
1: are no. you just?
0: Oh my goodness.
1: Yeah. And the the town really? is so small and there's only like old people here and children. I don't know. It's weird <laughs> speak Italian. Nope. Nope. <laughs> you really isolated yourself. I, I, I really have. Yeah. I think it was a crazy, I don't know why I did that, but uh, I think it's good too. It's, it is, it seems like because I don't have a lot of stuff happening around me, I do get like. Mm. ideas and sort of downloads, if you can say that kind of that it flows through me that that universal thing or whatever it is that I have to tell. It 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 comes to me more easily, I think, because I'm not like getting distracted all the time. Yeah. I think I think it's
0: interesting because like even something that sounds as Id- idyllic as that as like going to a small town in Italy and working on my graphic novel for two months. Like, mm-hmm. wow, <laughs> <laughs> it's still so like, I think it's so much like soul work when you really dedicate your time to a creative project that's near and dear to you. Like, it's a lot of hard
1: work. It It is, you know. Um... And also just being alone by myself, like with my thoughts is hard work, I'm telling you, so. I don't know.
0: I think I would probably lose my mind because like that's something that's really, that's, that's a, a tool that I really like use because, because everything that I do is kind of like on my own schedule, hypothetically, you know, to keep myself motivated and not feeling isolated and like days flow into each other yeah definitely like I need to make a point to schedule time to be with other people
1: (laughs) yeah I totally I totally get what you mean like so you don't just like get into that state of like oh if the phone rings you can't pick it up because you're so spaced out and yeah
0: yeah because that and yeah like when I'm working uh like if I have a a freelance project or some a project that i'm really like into i will fully isolate and then like for i'm not as productive when i'm in that mode but also just like i will have like not talked to another person for like four days you know what i mean <laughs> yeah
1: yeah that's not healthy right i mean then stuff start, just starts to get really weird <laughs> yeah it
0: starts to get real weird i'm like up at five in the morning like still haven't wash my hair you know like <laughs> yeah
1: yeah
0: yeah <laughs> and i don't exist you know like so weird
1: <laughs> yeah no that has to be avoided kind of
0: <laughs> i think i i think you have like the way that you're doing it sounds like the way to do it where you make yourself a schedule every day you make yourself leave and stop and yeah breaks.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's been working so far, but also I, I, I think it's also important to feel that when I when I was starting to really flip out last week to, to sort of take it seriously and be like, okay, you need a break. You yeah. deserve a trip and it's okay to take one, take a break, like have a weekend and go somewhere else, see something else. And that's kind of the break, the routine, right? And your soul wants something new now. It, like I've been looking at the city for one and a half months and it's enough i've had enough i'm completely (laughs) full of it like you can fuck off you're
0: like i know how many bricks are in the building yeah (laughs)
1: yeah (laughs) i've spotted all the walls i'm gonna paint before i leave and you know everything so
0: that's really amazing that that you yeah that you took time out and that you're taking this project as seriously as you are
1: Yeah, I hope I never have to do it again, but I'm happy I did it. It feels like it's my Mount Everest or something.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a big undertaking. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. Wow. Do you have any kind of things you want to do like on your bucket list, like big projects you want to do?
0: I have been kicking around the idea of doing a graphic novel, but, but I don't think that that's my path. I think that that's just, I don't know how to explain it properly. I want to do a longer form project with some kind of narrative, but I think that that's just what I think of because that's like the answer. Usually, you know, Mm -hmm. I guess I have a, I have the sensation of a project that I want to work on and I know what I want to deal with, with that project. Um I want to figure out the right way to do a longer form sort of community project surrounding mm-hmm. sex mm-hmm. and um, yeah, but I don't and I don't know what that looks like yet. And the reason that I want to do it is because I'm unco- I'm still uncomfortable talking about it and like even though I think, a lot of my work, I mean, it, it, it has sexual themes for sure. It's something that I, w- it's like the next thing that I want to confront within myself mm-hmm. and want to be able to talk about openly Yeah, my work. Um, but I don't know, I want to do it in more of like an intimate space yeah so 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 I guess um, to answer your question, <laughs> I don't have a pro- a project planned, but I have like,
1: like, do you know what I mean when I say I have the like sensation of a project for me? Definitely. yeah, I mean, so, and sometimes it just takes a while for it to sort of crystallize, right? I, I don't know. I think I had the idea for the graphic novel like a year and no, two years ago. And then it was just like, eh, nothing, nothing. And all of a sudden, you know, there's that time and that energy. And
0: yeah. And I I think that, I think that's part of the, um, of letting your unconscious brain work out problems for you.
1: Definitely. Yeah, it does it so beautifully. Like you don't even have to, (laughs) like,
0: I don't think you need to force it. I just, I, 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 I really believe in like following your curiosity. Mm -hmm. And if there's something I'm curious about or something I'm thinking about a lot, then I know that's kind of like where I'm being called. I don't know what what this project, what actual form it takes, but I definitely want to do something more continuous and narrative and I have to commit to, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a, uh, do you do exhibitions? I, I don't really. I mean, I just always I, find that whenever I do the, like do bigger projects or work like towards an exhibition or something, it's, it's always like challenging in some way and you have to think like yeah. thematically or differently. And then it always pa- pans out and pays off in different ways and stuff. I don't know.
0: See, I think that I think that that's what I'm missing in my in like the way that I work. Mm. Because I definitely work on one thing at a time. And that's the thing I'm focused on. And once it's over, I move on to the next. I think I'm afraid to commit to um, bigger projects. And I think it's because of how I felt when I was in art school, you know, like, when it's this bigger thing that I have to dedicate myself to work on every day, I'm afraid that it's going to take the release and joy out of it.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and because I have not nothing like that, like, like I, there is a, there is a degree of pressure that I put on myself um, specifically now that I have like my online store, because I'm like, I need to be doing drops. I need to be putting out new stuff, but that's still like, we're working on this one thing. It's not, I'm working on this thing. That's a part of this bigger thing. <laughs> mm, yeah. Working on it for a year, you know, whatever it is.
1: But I, I totally get that. I think I had the same fear about this, about taking the joy out of creating, like if it gets too heavy or serious or you have to, I mean, I hate doing the same thing twice. It's like one of the, the worst things that people could ask me to draw something that I already did once. I hate it. But I, and then I was like, how the fuck am I gonna draw a graphic novel about one character if I don't want to draw the same thing again and again? Yeah. And and then I just like gave myself permission that that cat can just look whatever the fuck I want it to look like. It doesn't really have to look the same. It's in one book, so that's how I worked my way around that that yeah. issue. But I totally get that you don't you 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 don't want to take the joy out of it or sort of kill your
0: mm-hmm. yeah. I don't want to kill my flow because, because yeah, like I already really committing to like going to art school was a really, was a commitment to like, I'm going to be this type of artist. This is going to be my career thing. It really, yeah, it really killed that part of me. And I think, which is something that you were saying earlier too, like I need to live and experience and have all of these other things going for me to want to make art and for it to be the like integral part of myself and my life that it is. And I'm afraid that if I, yeah, if I give it a routine and make it like a thing I have to do that I'm gonna lose that flow. And mm. when I lost it before it like, like literally like I was depressed because like, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't work. I couldn't find my flow for like maybe three years. And I was just not in a good place. And I think that they're very linked, you know?
1: Yeah, sounds like it, yeah. But maybe I'm past that, you know? I I mean, there's probably a reason why you had to go through that. That's how I always think that...
0: I think it's really um, uh, commendable and like amazing that you commit to your work the way that you do and that you're doing this like big thing. I think for me, that'll be another part of growing I don't know if i'm ready for it yet
1: no i mean you you have to do it when when you're ready or just before you're ready
0: (laughs) (laughs) right that's exactly that's exactly it
1: yeah yeah i don't think i'm i'm ready too but then i i actually found out that i think it's really fun to write because you get to use like all the parts of your brain and in that way it i think it's the most creative thing i've done because i have to make the story work And the characters and the drawings and all of it like combined so I really have to like it's it's challenging for me and I love that I really do so so now I'm kind of hooked now I have like book two and three already in my head so it's yeah
0: (laughs) well I'm really excited to see the the first finished piece yeah (laughs) on your on your feed Thank you. I, yeah, it's really cool. I especially like I love the I love the texture in your work and like the fluidity of everything that you do. It it really feels like I don't know, it just feels very joyful and fluid and like
1: it is, it is joyful. I would say that, yeah, but because it fucking has to be, you know, I kind of sung my teeth into that. It has to be joyful and fun and
0: your voice is very or to me it's, yeah, it's very like joyful and not, not serious, but like, I feel like you can tackle, see, I think, I feel like you can tackle serious difficult topics from that place and make it more digestible, you know? And I think that's really powerful.
1: Fuck, that's so. I'm so happy you said that because that's exactly what I'm trying to do. I'm like trying to lure people in with the funnies and then like hit them with the hardcore feminist uh, aspects of stuff. Don't tell anybody.
0: (laughs) But really, it's about a cat.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's just about a cat. I'm going to let you go soon, but I wanted to just ask, did you get any questions from your followers?
0: I didn't do, I didn't ask them. And here's why I wanted to, the last time I recorded a podcast, we were talking about this. I recorded a podcast last week. I asked people and nobody, nobody responded. So I was kind of like, Oh, "Mm, okay. Okay. Nobody wants to ask me questions. So, so yeah, so I didn't, I didn't ask because I didn't get a response last time i don't have anything for you
1: okay that's weird that people didn't have questions but
0: people always have something to say and then you need it and then they're like no
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's super <laughs> weird okay but um do you have anything you want to add anything we didn't talk about that's important or
0: i don't know i feel like this was a lot of a lot of fun and it was really helpful to air some air some shit with somebody who like goes through the same the same struggles I don't know if I have anything to add maybe I don't know okay so (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think something that's important is to trust your process and I think that that's like a theme of what we've been talking about Mm -hmm. but I think like it's that's maybe the most important thing for me and somebody had a friend of mine had told me that like years ago he was like, you got to trust the process, like da-da-da. And I was like, okay, whatever, whatever <laughs> that means. But, but, yeah, I think that it ties into trusting that you're going to get another job, trusting that you're going to um, be okay if you take time off, like all of that stuff. And, and you have to trust your creative process and where you are in your life and that you will always have your own back. And that so will the universe. And yeah, I just, I think it's very hard when you have a lot of ideas and things you're inspired by and things that you want to do to understand that you don't have to do all of those things right now. And that it's a process and it will all happen if it's supposed to happen,
1: you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, that's a beautiful point. And, and I, I mean, if I, if I go back to when I was starting out and, you know, doing a lot of drawings and being inspired by other people and seeing like, oh, that's so cool. I wish I could do that. I wish I had that style and kind of like just fumbling yeah. around in it and also sort of trying to be okay when you're in that spot, you know, because that's part of the process. Exactly. Yeah. But it, it can be hard to see when you're there in it, like before yeah. you, and put in your 10,000 hours, like, right. and then everything will flow.
0: <laughs> right. Right. No, but I think, I think that's part of trusting a process and like, I think it's, and I don't, I don't know if it's possible to trust the process until, until you've already figured out how to do that. But like, when it feels confusing and when you feel like you're in the thick of it and you don't know what you're doing, like that's when you're learning and that's when you are developing your, your style and your voice. And that's all part of the bigger process.
1: Yeah. I think that's really important to get out there that, that being in that dark place and like
0: Mm -hmm. just,
1: yeah, is is a good place to be too. I mean, it has its own kind of magic and, um, we all need to pass through it, I guess. Thank <laughs> you so much for talking with me. It's been really, really great to talk to you today. So
0: thank you, thank you so much for, for having me and sticking with it, with the tech issues and everything.
1: It's, it's been wonderful to talk to you. And Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Shadow Work Podcast. You can find info about the artist I interview in the show notes below. If you want to know more about me, you can find me at Mad Stuff on Instagram and Facebook. And if you want to follow the podcast for updates and stories and inspirational quotes from other artists, we are at Shadow Work Podcast on Instagram and Facebook too. I really hope you were inspired by this episode. And if you know anyone else who might need to hear this conversation, please share it with them. And feel free to leave us a five-star review. It really helps other people find the podcast.